0: In the world of business, profit is everything.
1: Those that are not profitable are condemned from memory.
0: And the most important business of all
2: is watching anime.
0: I live again. Welcome back to the Weekly Anime Performance Review, the show where we review the performance of Anime Weekly. We are your three high-powered anime business executives. I am John. You are back-from-the-dead, CEO of Weebs.
2: Wait, hold on, I'm sorry. Is that a reference to
3: something? Yes. Okay.
0: (laughs) Multiple things, actually.
1: I feel like they're all just referencing the same thing.
0: Yes, multiple things that are referencing that original thing.
1: I'm Chris, your alive, chief executive otaku.
2: And I'm Andrew, your CEO of I Don't Want Bronchitis.
0: (laughs) I've had bronchitis before. It wasn't that bad. Anyway, (laughs) most of our shows have already wrapped up. Uh, So this week will mostly be taken up by uh, our kind of finale discussions. But... uh, First, we need to cover the final episodes of Akudama Drive and. What's the. The Day I Became a God. <laughs> Saved it. Uh, we will go ahead and begin. Uh, first off, of course, with Akudama Drive, like every other week of the season. In this final episode, Swindler's leg is broken, so she hires Courier to take the kids to Shikoku. Swindler goes out to give herself up to the executioners and gets killed, leading to another riot. Courier uses this right to escape, giving his life as well, so that the kids can get out of Kansai and away from the hands of Kanto forever. I love this ending. Yeah. I, I thought this was dope as hell. Like, Courier did some cool shit in this episode. And so did Swindler, for that matter. Yeah. Is Swindler she, Jesus? She find, oh, absolutely Swindler is Jesus. I mean, look <laughs> at that. Dying she- so that others might live against that big fucking cross. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Less subtle about it than Zack Snyder. And that's not something you want to be. I'm kidding. It's cool. <laughs> as soon as I saw the big cross, I was like, Oh, yep. That's it. That's in it. game.
1: <laughs> it's an Evangelion reference.
0: <laughs> I love how people tried to just dis- deconstruct what all the Christian symbology meant in that show. And they are just like, we just did it. Cause it looked cool. <laughs>
3: Yeah. Uh, but this episode was so
0: good um, this show definitely submitted itself as, cyber- as cyberpunk when everybody rioted against the cops at the end
1: yeah I, uh, the police chief when he came out uh, and the uh, boss was like hey declare all these rioters Akudama so we can kill them and he was like oh death penalty and he just killed himself yeah I thought he was going to be like, oh, you guys are all Akudama dr- now.
0: Same thing. We're the Akudama drive now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the, real, the real Akudama were the executioners we made along the way.
2: <laughs> so I was say we did, we kind of glossed over this a bit, but we did get a nice bit from Swindler, how at the beginning she's like, I can do this because I'm, the S-rank Akudama swindler blah blah blah
0: and
1: she got her yeah. own title card. She finally
0: got her cool Akudama splash screen. Yeah. I mean she got one in the first episode but her name was like ordinary citizen or something. Yeah.
3: I but like that. Uh,
0: with some helping help from hacker she managed to basically get everyone to perceive it as an innocent person. Well she is yeah. sort of an, she is technically an innocent person being killed by the the executioners and getting people to turn against them.
1: Yeah. Well, like I think she actually was, I'd say she is at least guilty of some of the things. Like she's not like an innocent person at this point. Yeah. But at the very least, she was able to convince everyone that she was.
0: Mm. She she convinced them that she's better than the executioners, which she is.
1: Yeah.
3: But man, that
0: ending was cool. I. I... I did love the the absolutely ridiculous driving along the collapsing tower and all that. Yeah, I loved oh, that yeah. shot. While the and, OP was playing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
0: him using his hands as the second rail of the railgun. Yeah. That's a cool way to go out. But yeah, I love the way this one ended. Uh, this is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I uh, am going to vote to... I guess we don't vote on we it. We don't it's vote. It's the last episode. Yeah. yeah. Great final episode. Great ending to this one. Yeah. And the second show that ended this week is The Day I Became a God. In this final episode, at the 11th hour, Hina makes it clear that she remembers Yota and all of her other friends. The sanatorium allows her to return home, where she resumes her life with everyone. Yota realizes how valuable the summer they spent together was and is to Hina. Also, the movie got done. Yeah. This was a great last episode, too, I thought. And it was totally different than what I was expecting. Yeah. Like, I was really expecting to just be, like, completely depressed by the end of this episode, but...
1: There was was a part of me that was thinking, John's going to finish the summary, and then I'm going to immediately pop in with, in before John says, Ugh, I'm sad!
0: Except no, because I wasn't sad. It wasn't. I've done that, like, two weeks in a row now? Three? I don't know long enough for it to become a bit
1: yeah (laughs) but no
0: this ending was not sad at all which was i was not expecting
1: yeah
0: uh and i mean like it ended on like there were a bit of hope like because now um now yoda has some ambition because he wants to do something for hina Uh, but he also says i'd be fine even if i don't find anything because you know we're together again which I, I love that sentiment. Like, Even if um, even if he doesn't find the cure or anything like that it's uh, it's okay with him.
3: Mm-hmm. I do have a bit of a question. Sure. Are they in like a romantic relationship? No. I don't know. I don't think so. Because I don't know, he's just written off everything with Izunami at this point, and it's
2: like, uh...
1: well, the Izunami thing might have just—it's not the focus of the show.
0: That's fair. Yeah, I don't think that they're—I don't think that they love each other in that sense.
1: Mm-hmm. You mean Hina
3: and Yota? Yes. Yeah. Also, is this like healthy for her? Like, did she need to be in the hospital or was it just?
1: I feel like it was like she. The hospital was a good place for her because it was with familiar people. Yeah. And so when it came out that she actually did remember Yota and everyone else, that being at home would be better because that's where everyone she loves and considers family is.
3: Okay,
2: because I don't, we talked about this last time, I think, but we don't really remember what exactly the disease is that she has.
0: It's called Logos Syndrome, but it's, it's. I think it's essentially a nerve disorder. I don't think it's a real thing.
3: <laughs> the only thing I can
2: see that actually talks about Logos Syndrome is an anime blog, so.
3: Yeah, that'll do it.
1: But it seems like there are, like, actual
3: diseases like it. No, I'm sure I'm just. Yeah. Wasn't sure exactly the nature of the disease and whatever. Yeah, it's supposed to be like a nerve thing.
1: It might also just be better to when dealing with something like this to make up a disease rather than try to imitate a real one.
0: Yeah, and misrepresent it. No, that's yeah, fair. that's probably true. Uh, although I do I do think there probably is some value in like telling the stories of people with real debilitating illnesses, but definitely I consult don't... them on it first.
2: Yeah, I don't think that's what this was trying to do. I yeah, think I don't think so either. To say...
0: I'm just speaking generally. Yeah.
1: Like they were just using the disease for the plot, so why misrepresent a real one? Yeah. Right. Yeah,
0: but I was very pleasantly surprised by how positive an ending this one had.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I
2: thought she was gonna die,
1: I didn't think she'd die, but
3: or he was gonna have to accept that mm-hmm. they can't be together anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I think that's all I have to say now,
0: but yeah, um. So last week I talked a little bit about kind of this meta narrative of, you know, the end of high school and the beginning of adult life. So I think more of it, more of what it's about is about kind of carrying that experience with you, even as you get older. Like, I thought that it was going to be about like letting go of that stuff, but it's actually about keeping it as a part of yourself, I think. Just my yeah. hot take.
1: Well, we can talk about it more later we're yeah. talking about the show as a whole.
0: Mm-hmm. So, that was The Day I Became a God, and that's the last of our shows. So now mm-hmm. everything has ended. It's time to, as we usually do at the end of a season, talk about the shows as a whole, and give out some awards. Time for our Wapper, I don't know what we call these.
2: Um, Are we doing... Awards and then talking about the shows? Are we?
0: Yeah, we usually we... talk about the shows as a whole before we give out Best Show Awards. Yeah.
1: Okay. I figure that's what we'll do for everything.
3: Mm-hmm. All right. So let's go ahead and get into our awards. Uh... I think we start with disappointment. Okay. So let me think.
0: This is the first one I don't really have a good disappointment for. I
1: mean, you could always just say Dragon Quest being fired.
0: I mean, you know, I may I talked that big I talked big trash about keeping watching it after it got fired, and that never happened. Yeah. <laughs> um. I'm trying to think of what else we fired this season.
1: Uh, we fired Ikebukuro, Westgate Park, Hypnosis Mike, The Journey of Elena, and Dragon Quest.
0: Oh, my My biggest disappointment was absolutely Journey of Elena. Yeah. Uh, just like the, the tonal whiplash that that show gave me was insane. It was not an enjoyable experience to me at all. Very, very weird show.
3: Weird rancid vibes on that one.
0: So that's my biggest disappointment. What do you guys got?
3: I think for me, it'd have to be actually hypnosis, Mike.
2: Because what we saw, we enjoyed. We just didn't care to see anymore.
0: We enjoyed like half of what we saw. Well, I guess
2: I think they had a cool thing going. And I just think that they bumbled it up in the fact that we didn't actually care about what was happening.
0: I, I really enjoyed like the actual rap battles, but basically any scene where they weren't rapping, I thought was pretty boring. That was my takeaway on it, as I recall.
1: Like, I'm going to have to agree that hypnosis, Mike, is my biggest disappointment, but I, I don't think that I necessarily enjoyed everything I watched. It was, I could see what they were trying to do and how it could be good and yeah, enjoyable like we,
0: just... we saw the potential of it <laughs> So yeah, uh there was some definitely some potential with that show, but I don't think it lived up to it. Uh let us know if there are any good um anime about rapping because I would love that. I'm sure there must be like a good rap anime, like right?
1: calliope Mori.
0: Sure. <laughs> if we're going by Jeff's rule that VTubers are Anime.
1: Did he actually say that?
0: Yeah, he said Kizuna AI was the best anime 2017, or the most influential. uh so yes, technically, just I think Jeff just considers every VTuber's like just their stream library to be an anime series. (laughs) I
1: disagree.
0: (laughs) I disagree, also, but whatever. We're not. We can invite him on to debate this someday. Yeah. Why and would we do him? that? We can, we can destroy him with facts and logic, that's why. We can just say he's wrong and don't give him a
2: way to disagree. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah if, if we ever disagree with you on our podcast, please ignore it because we don't actually want to fight.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> that's true. We just want just you let to us, let's the, let yeah. us give you our bad takes in peace. But also, please come on our show, Jeff. We we, we enjoy your content.
1: Just don't talk
3: about VTubers being anime. <laughs>
0: So those were our biggest disappointments. Uh, <laughs> next on our list is uh, biggest surprise. And for me, I would have to say that'd be Gymnastic Samurai. Because I thought that it was going to be kind of a dry and melodramatic like drama series, but it had way more... I, th- I think it, it juggled a lot of tones much better than I expected it to. Yeah, if that makes sense. Like it was a much more well-rounded series than I was expecting.
3: Yeah. Like it's it's kind of like
1: how. Like earlier you said. You didn't like Elena because it gave you tonal whiplash. It's uh, it's less that having different tones is bad and more. It's sometimes it's just not handled well. And I think Gymnastic Samurai handled it really well.
0: Yeah. It also doesn't it also doesn't help to have a protagonist that just sees a problems like I I'm a head out. Yeah. <laughs> so that is so my big surprise was the gymnastic samurai. What a great show.
3: I'll go. <laughs> Mine's going to have to actually iwakakaru. Okay. Um I actually
2: really enjoyed this. Which Club animes, Moe club animes. I don't don't know if this technically counts as Moe, though. Um, But that genre of stuff, normally I don't like.
0: Yeah, we we tend to kind of hire them and then fire them halfway through the season. Yeah. But I
2: actually liked...
0: And usually you're the first person to gun for them.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, I like this one. And I think it felt told a pretty good story overall. I mean, we'll get to exactly what that is later. But I think it did a really good job.
0: Yeah. I think the ending could have been better, but... (laughs) We'll get to that. (laughs) We'll get there.
1: Yeah. I think... Like, there really isn't one biggest surprise for me. I feel like, for me, it's more that we got six shows to the end. Yeah. It's like, I was was honestly expecting that two out of I'm Standing on One Million Lives, Tony Kawa and Iwa Kakuru, were going to be fired before the end.
2: Yeah, that wouldn't be the one I would fire, but uh Yeah,
0: yeah I think it would probably would have been Iwakakero or Million Lives if it was anything. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Uh honorable mention for my biggest surprise. How much I wound up liking Million Lives by the end based on how I felt about it at the beginning. Like if you go back and listen to the first episode yeah. of this season, I was way down on that show. Yeah. Uh but I think I just I voted it through ever since after those two episodes. Maybe maybe I fired it in the third episode. I'm not
3: sure. Let's check the statistics.
0: Yeah, Chris has the stats.
1: You, hi- yeah, it was just the first three episodes. So two, three episodes of Million Lives, two episodes of our podcast.
0: Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. so yeah that's my honorable mention for biggest surprise
1: and i'm realizing that john didn't fire anything after he fired or stopped firing him standing on one million lives
0: well i was just feeling in a positive mood this time i mean i feel
2: like that's normally how
0: it is am i the positive one on this podcast yeah that's bizarre
2: I don't like watching a bunch of shows every week.
1: <laughs> yeah, well it's because you wait till Sunday.
0: And Okay. So next up on our list is best OP. Um this is for our favorite opening number slash opening I don't how comprehensively do we rank this visual versus auditory?
1: I'd say it would be a combination of both, and that would be more based on your preference.
0: Okay. I tend to rank more on music than visuals. Yeah, I think... Uh, go ahead.
3: Yeah, I generally
1: rank more on, like, not really one way or the other, more in the middle.
2: I think I lean towards visuals, I'm like, do I like the song? Yes. All right, then, let's uh, look at the visuals.
1: Yeah.
0: Sounds like Andrew just doesn't have a critical ear. I'm kidding.
2: <laughs> Alright, sure. Sounds like someone can't see.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just... I, I watched OPs and EDs with a sleep mask on so I can only hear the music. So obviously this category is for our favorite opening of the season. Our nominees for this uh, season's best OP are The Gymnastic Samurai, Tony Kawa. Akudama Drive and Day I Became a God.
2: Gee, I wonder who wrote Tanikawa.
0: I wonder, man. <laughs> I is it the freaking wonder,
2: dude. <laughs> listen to it like 50 times. So, what do we like about Gymnastic Samurai?
0: Um I'm going to play against Type here and say I love the visuals of this one. <laughs> <laughs> but also I do like this song a lot. Yeah.
1: Like Like we talked about how it handled a lot of different tones Mm -hmm. i feel like the general tone of the show is just kind of goofy and i think the op captures it really well
0: yeah like the the like the bird singing a line of the song
1: yeah (laughs) and just everyone kind of rapping and having a good time and
0: vibing and minamino is like vibing with them even though he's an asshole (laughs) <laughs> Everyone rapping, having a good time while
2: wearing jumpsuits?
0: They wear like hoodies in the first half, and then they switch to like Lycra jumpsuits halfway yeah. through. Yeah. They look like Filthy Frank characters.
1: It's just a lot of fun, and there's like a lot of details in the background, like um, during the marching segment, uh, they have stuff in the background for, like there's a sign in the background that says bandana prints, um, there's one that's in Ikebukuro, because that's where most of the story takes place.
0: hmm This was the best show we watched this season set in Ikebukuro.
2: <laughs> which is... It's not that big of an award, but it's surprising that there were two. Yes. <laughs> it's like that... If I had a quarter every time this happened, I'd have 50 cents, which isn't that much, but it's surprising that it happened twice.
1: If I had a... If I... <laughs> I had a nickel for every time I ha- I beat up someone in a video game who liked to role play as a baby. I'd have two nickels. That's not Were a they- lot, but it's weird that it happened twice. <laughs> Were they both in
0: Yakuza? Yeah. I think So yeah. <laughs> so that is our our thoughts on the uh, gymnastic samurai OP. Next up is the Tonikawa OP. Yeah. I- uh go ahead.
1: I just really love this OP. I think I really like the visuals. It's just kind of really comfy. And the song's just really upbeat. And I don't know.
2: You say comfy, but the drop on this like slams you into the fucking ground.
1: That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: Yeah. I I probably would like this OP a lot more without the drop, but I will definitely give it points for its visuals because like it certainly has a great level of energy to it. And like, as my, I don't really care for the drop, but the whole thing builds to it nicely. Yeah. Visually and musically.
1: Mm-hmm. And like, I just I love like how Chitosi, like throws away the f- the like divider in the middle of her segment. <laughs> yes.
0: Next up on the list is Akudama Drive. Uh, this song has an air horn in it, so I think we can move on, right? <laughs> um
3: yeah no like
2: the visuals are really fun in this one i think yeah
0: yeah and i actually noticed a few changes like swindler gets her new haircut later on in this op and
2: in some shots yeah and then their death screens are not covered up by paint
3: yeah yeah and i think they're relatively accurate yeah they're a bit stylized but I know there's a cross
2: in
0: swindlers, which makes sense. Yeah, I'm not super in love with this song, but I do like the visuals. Yeah, I like the song. I think I
1: like it outside of the chorus.
0: I I kind of this is the OP is almost like punk rocky, but with a keyboard.
1: That makes it Prague.
0: No, Prague is not punk rock with a keyboard. That's I don't know what that is. It's Prague. It's not. Shut up.
2: Sounds like prog to me.
1: Yeah, there's a know. keyboard.
0: No, I'm mm. an expert in prog. Shut the fuck up, Andrew. <laughs> I will end there's your a... life. <laughs> uh,
1: Everyone knows that uh, Peter Gabriel said, you know, any song that has a keyboard is just prog rock. You can trust me. I'm a history minor.
0: Peter Gabriel <laughs> said that? Yeah. <laughs> i don't believe him i would trust to keep i i if even if he had said that i wouldn't really go with his word on that last up among our nominees is the day i became a god um this one was just nice yeah (laughs) like it had the strings and the piano and Mm -hmm. like very great visual design sure this is just generally very nice (laughs) what's your sure for Andrew
2: I just think it feels very forgettable
3: Mm,
0: I don't think it's forgettable necessarily I remember shots from this one more than I remember the song yeah kind of unusual for me in that I remember more about the visuals than the songs of all of these pretty much
1: yeah I I like the I think I like the visuals more than the song in this one too
0: Like uh, I really like this shot of Yota and Hina, where he's down on like the sidewalk and she's up on a wall and like runs past him.
1: There's the shot of Hacker Boy lying on the ground.
0: Yeah,
2: I think they cut that out at some point.
1: They probably did.
0: Yeah, I think this one changed a little bit throughout the course of the show's run. I
2: didn't. I wasn't paying enough attention to really
3: notice them. (laughs) And I like how they show all their friends.
0: Yeah. I like how the celebrity lady in that show just became part of the gang by the end. Anyway, so those are all of our nominees for Best OP. Shall we go ahead and each give our award? Sure. I'm giving my award for Best OP of the season to Gymnastic Samurai because I thought it was all around the most fun and dynamic. It had my favorite song and my favorite visuals of any of these. For just that's it, really.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree. I think Akadama Drive has good visuals and it looks cool, but I think Gymnastic Samurai is just fun.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that puts it over the top for me.
1: I mean, the the
0: bird does sing a line in there.
1: (laughs) I'm giving mine to Tony Kala.
0: Oh wow! Yeah, big (laughs) surprise there. (laughs) You've been talking up this OP for a for like three months, Chris. Yeah. Any
2: specific points or highlights? Like,
0: I mean, I feel like I said them. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think that this we can structure this like an award show now. We can just kind of give our picks and move on since we've talked about them already.
3: Fair.
2: I guess I don't want to make it obvious which one I'm picking when we're talking about them, though. I
0: feel like I kind of did, but that's
1: fine. I feel like just talk about them and say what you want to say, and if it's obvious, it's obvious.
2: Say what you want to say. Say what you mean to say, isn't it?
0: Uh, next up on the list is The Day I Became... Not The Day I Became a God. Uh, is Best ED of the season. Um, <clears throat> our three nominees are The Day I Became a God, The Gymnastic Samurai, and I'm Standing on One Million Lives. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, first off, The Day I Became a God uh, the the ED kind of opens on this fish motif, which yeah. I think is kind of neat, uh, which becomes very meaningful once you've seen uh, Hacker's whole thing where he, not Hacker, Hacker Boy, what's his name? Suzuki. Yeah. Uh, Suzuki's whole hacking montage, which was represented by like an ocean scene. So it's kind of a watchback bonus for people that have seen the show kind of to know what's coming. And also, yeah. I think the song is nice.
1: yeah Yeah, i think it's just like a really soothing ed which again i think is i think i've said this before i think eds are kind of like to get you to like like a come down from what's happened in the episode it's
0: a it's a a nice digestif a sweet drink that you drink after dinner to aid in digestion
1: sure
2: do do you need some pepto john no like alcohol (laughs) I don't think that helps you digest stuff, but okay.
0: It doesn't actually help you digest things. It just—it's just a thing that you say to, as an excuse to drink a sweet drink after dinner. Oh, I would just say because I want to. Fair. Anyway, gymnastic samurai. Hello, gymnastic Samurai's Ed, do you want to talk about it? Um, sure. It's—it's
2: it's a bit of a funky ED, I think.
0: Oh yeah, this one has such immaculate vibes
2: but the aesthetics of it are super nice very um neon neon yeah. yeah like almost a pastel down though because it's not
0: bright neon mm-hmm. somewhere between the two i think which is a weird combination but i think it works really well but yeah i i love this one it's you know it's kind of simple visually but i don't know it's got major vibes i i yeah. love the song especially And the whole thing is edited to the song really well. Nothing kills an OP or an ED, in my opinion, than poor editing of the song to, um, the... Visuals. Yes. (laughs) Like, I don't know if if it was season zero or when we just did experiment with this concept way before season zero. We watched that Miss Vampire who lives by my... whatever it was called. I think that
1: was with Wyatt. Before,
0: yeah. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Um... But, like, that show, like, the OP was so fast, and the cuts were so slow, it felt like I was, like, drunk or something. It was very bizarre. But this one is, like, the opposite of that. Uh, Lastly, uh, our last nominee is I'm Standing on One Million Lives. Uh, This one is also a very, kind of, saccharine song, uh, combined with visuals of the four leads kind of enjoying their mundane life outside the the alternate world.
1: Yeah. And then in the very last episode, they add the um, new guy. Thug, yeah. whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I think his name. Iori's his name. Does he have a
0: name <laughs> yet?
1: I don't remember if they said it.
0: Yeah, it's fine. Yeah.
2: yeah. But it's very monochrome until like halfway through
0: when I think it's whoever the main character is. It kind of goes to a pastel palette. Yeah. But, Which is very nice. I, I love o- e- o- EDs that mess with color. Yeah,
2: I think it's just the ED to me just screams that
3: Yotsuya is affecting these people's lives and making them think about
0: what they're doing and all that.
3: Yeah.
0: Well, just as much they're affecting his life. Yeah. Like Yotsuya hated everything at the beginning of this season. He still hates everything, but a little less now, maybe? He hates hopefully. everything,
2: but he hates everything to help these Really, he doesn't care but much about, um... Something with an eye. He He's doing this to help his friends,
0: kind of. Yeah, you go. That's
1: not, not an, an eye. eye. <laughs> uh,
0: I don't know why I thought her name was Ruka for most of this season.
1: Because you really liked, um... Kanokari.
0: I did really like Kanokari. But Ruka wasn't even the best girl in Kanokari. Anyway. <laughs> So those are our three EDs, along with the honorable mention of Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, Chris put that on there because he watched it. So would you like to talk about it?
1: Yeah, uh, just I really love this OP. Uh, the song ED. Lost or ED, yeah. <laughs> this the song Lost in Paradise by Ali. is it's a really good song. Plus the visuals of the characters just dancing with like, like it. It's like. I feel like the best way to describe it is low-effort coloring, but that's not necessarily how I would say it's low-effort. Like
3: flat color? Like it's... It's like when like a
1: three-year-old coloring. Where like it's not completely in the lines and it's just kind of... There's a few blank spots in it.
0: Okay, okay, like sketchy coloring.
1: Yeah, sketchy coloring. That's a better way to say it. And it's just... I just really like it. Like, I think I just like dancing EDs in general.
0: I I am all I'm very much of the opinion that more things should have dance party endings. Like any story where like the heroes get together and beat a big bad guy, they should have a dance party at the end.
1: So I think my my favorite ED uh, I'm going to have to go with. I think just Gymnastics Hammer, I think visually it's just really good.
0: I'm also going to give it to Gymnastic Samurai because that ED is a vibe and a half.
2: I think I'm going to give it to I'm Standing on a Million Lives because part of it's that um, <laughs> the music very much fits into my taste of music and I do love the visuals.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, uh, next up on our list is a new category this season Best Aesthetic. Um, we are adding a category just to talk about. What we th- what show we think had the best like production design and style? Yeah. Basically, which one we thought had the best visual flair?
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, our nominees are Akudama Drive, which, like a lot of things in its genre, focuses on kind of a lot of lighting, a lot of kind of moody neo noir lighting. Uh, has really stylistic transitions and uh, title cards and things like that. Also, uh, Bunny and Shark are a thing. Uh, So those are just my little brief notes on the aesthetic of this show. What else do you guys think about?
1: Yeah, I I agree with all of that. I think for all the characters we talked about earlier when we were talking about Akudama Drive, there's like comic book representations of who they are with their name at the end. They're Mm -hmm. just really cool. And plus, all the designs are really unique.
0: Yeah, the character design in the show is great.
1: Like, I think you could figure out who everyone is by their silhouette.
2: Well, and I don't know if this technically counts as aesthetic, but we don't actually learn a single person's name. Do we? I don't think so. so. Which I don't know if that technically qualifies, but that very much fits into the, this could happen anywhere whatever. Yeah. Which I feel like is kind of what they're going for, even though it's very much cyberpunk not right now
1: yeah
0: next up on the list is tonikawa um i think this one deserves a nod mainly just because its character designs are so cute
1: yeah yeah Like it's just so comfy
2: mm-hmm. all, all the colors are very not muted but very Soft. warming yes
1: yeah and every everyone just looks really comfy like i think that's something moe does really well as the characters are like for like, they're plushies, kind of.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. No, don't turn me into marketable plushies.
2: <laughs> yeah, but in this, everyone's just kind of in like a sweatshirt and hoodie a lot, you know. Just they look comfortable.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think this show might have had my favorite costuming, aside from maybe Akadama Drive. Yeah. For completely opposite reasons. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Everyone.
0: Everyone didn't look comfy. I, I mean, do you think Doctor's outfit looks comfy? I don't think so.
2: No, but I think she wore it. She was comfortable wearing it.
0: Yes, yeah. absolutely. Anyway, I got us a little off track there. I apologize. Um, do we have anything else to say about it right now?
1: No, I think that's it.
0: And lastly, our last category, last nominee for Best Aesthetic is The Day I Became a God. Um, <clears throat> I think this one is also used really nice use of light but in a more mm-hmm. subtle way than akadama drive just because i don't know that's my initial thought anyway but also um ironically one of my favorite character designs in this whole show was <laughs> suzuki's driver
1: <laughs> just because he, like he was just because he was so bland
0: just because he looks so done with it all the time and he looks like such like a bland guy and he has like no name but i don't know i just love him
1: I think he has a name. We just never remember it.
0: <laughs> probably, <laughs> maybe. Welcome to my world. We were in the middle of talking about the day I became a god <laughs> and how nice its art is.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like this one doesn't do like one big thing to stand out. It's just done really well.
0: Yeah, I think it's just consistently probably the most consistent thing we watched. Yeah. It might be a good way of putting it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have a terribly unique aesthetic, but it's, I don't know. It's nice looking. And one thing in particular I'll shout out is the eyes. I think the eyes in the show look very nice. Yeah. Like, I think they, they did a good job of like, you know, every character has like flecks of color in their eyes and things like that. Or, or they just have really, even by anime standards, they have very nice looking eyes.
1: Yeah. Like that's one of my favorite things about Kyo Annie is I feel like they do eyes really well. I'm looking forward
0: to their return.
1: Yeah. And then um, I also had honorable mentions here. Um, Adachi and Shimamura was pretty much the same thing as the day I became a god where like, it's just made really well with like lighting and all that jazz. And there's a lot of like fun visuals that they do. Like there's one character who's like an alien and has a, uh, light flickering off her hair.
0: There's an alien in that show?
1: Yeah. Spoilers.
3: Sorry.
0: I thought it was just like a romance anime.
3: Like it is, but
1: like, yeah. Like it's a spoiler for like episode two. And then there's also Jujutsu Kaisen where uh, like the character designs are really great. And also just that it's animated really well like there's a lot the fight scenes are all really dynamic and yeah okay like so if you ready
0: get, go ahead
1: if you want to see more about it watch uh uh mother's basement's video on the op because that's pretty good
0: i am still going to give it to akadama drive uh just because i think i, I really enjoy the contrast between these kind of grungy, punky characters and, you know, a lot of the kind of high-class environments they find themselves in, but also yeah. they blend well into their natural environment as well. I, I thought this show did a great job of, you know, contrast, and I also just love the cyberpunk aesthetic, even though a lot of things that have it aren't really cyberpunk in the truest sense.
1: Like, they do a lot of good world-building with their character designs. Yeah. I'm also giving it to Akudama Drive.
3: Epic.
2: Clean soup for Akadama Drive. Three out of yep. three. Hey baby.
1: Like it was. It was the only thing on here until John came in and added stuff. I think.
0: I think I added Tony Kawa.
1: Okay.
0: Next up on the list is best ensemble. This is another new category for us. In the past, we've in the past we've struggled to kind of have to like pick out a lot of like the best one character from a lot of shows because a lot of the shows that we do tend to not really focus on one or a few characters. So we wanted to still shout out the character writing in those shows not necessarily limiting it to single characters. Although.
1: Or making the best character award be like 50 characters.
0: The entire yeah. cast of this show.
2: We say that, yeah. but our best characters <laughs> all come from shows that are in the best. ensemble. Shut up.
1: <laughs> well, now we don't have to shout out every single character is what I mean.
0: Uh, So our categories for Best Ensemble, our nominees for Best Ensemble cast are The Day I Became a God. Um, And then then I think this is most typified by the movie stuff at the end. Yeah. This show did a really good job of kind of building up its ensemble cast, you know, Mm -hmm. because, you know, the first episode was just him and Ashura and Hina. Then his sister gets out of the mix and then the ramen girl, then the celebrity. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And then they all kind of come together in the last half of the season to just have fun and do stuff. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Hey, shout out to the show for Yota having two parents that live at home all the time.
1: Yeah. Well, I feel, I feel like anime parents are either never there or always there.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know this show. I, I just liked how close good friends they are. Yeah. I also somehow for, completely forgot to mention Izanami.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I think this show did a good job of having main having side characters that felt fleshed out without ever making it feel like they were the focus of the show.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like Ashura got a couple focus episodes which are really fun. Mm-hmm. Next up on the list is Gymnastic Samurai. This one is certainly interesting because it's uh very varied. <laughs> <laughs> uh you know, we got Because you know, this show covers a lot of ground and the kinds of people it represents. Yeah. Because you know, you got Ray who's seven, uh, and a bunch (laughs) of gymnasts, and a ballet dancer, and a gyaru, and secret agents, uh, and Grandma, and the bird. Yeah. I think it covered pretty much everybody. I mean, the bird's the only ensemble you need. I mean, the bird is practically an ensemble cast unto itself. (laughs)
1: Did you mention Brittany at all?
0: Yeah. Oh, I didn't mention Brittany. (laughs) I keep wanting to think her name, his name, their name is Barbara. uh, Because that would be a funny acupuncture pun, but it's Brittany. I don't remember what pronouns Brittany
1: uses.
2: I think they never said.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I want to talk about Brittany for a sec. Sure. Just because I feel like. Characters like Brittany show up a lot in anime where and they're just kind of used as a gag where it's like, oh, it's someone who's obviously a a guy who's dressing up to look more feminine. Isn't that funny? And I feel like they do a really good job here of it just being part of their character and not just a joke. And I don't even think they ever use it as a joke. Not really. People just kind of Accept him, yeah,
0: which is nice Or no, them.
3: They, um, Brittany and Ray's friend. I don't remember his name. Part for the course.
2: Um, they get in an With argument. Oh boy,
0: I don't know. He doesn't. Yeah, really, no. and he starts
2: teasing them. but I feel like it's <laughs> that's not that's just character stuff. Yeah, that's the only time that they ever he they ever do anything negative.
1: And I feel like in general, this show did a lot of really good making its characters stand out. So they didn't just feel like this character is this other character, but with red hair.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Every character was very fleshed out in this thing. Mm-hmm.
1: Or at least you, it felt like there was more to them to, than what we got to see.
2: Yeah. Like we only got hints at the fact that the grandma and the Geru have like Underground connections and stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah. Or, like, even the whole romance thing between um, that the second uh, gymnast at uh, Joe's gym yeah. and the Gyaru. Like, I think that was really just in the finale.
0: It was in the last two episodes. I think so, yeah.
2: I think you probably could go back and be like, oh, yeah, no, they, yeah. I think, because he showed up at the bar several times. Mm hmm but I don't think they actually did anything with that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so th- this one did a very nice job of kind of having a bunch of well-rounded characters and not giving too much focus to anyone without in such a way would detract from the others. Yeah. Like it's tough to say who the main character of the show really is. I think there's three good candidates, honestly.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: Ray, Leo and Joe Next up uh, is Akudama Drive. Uh, We put this one here for pretty obvious reasons. Like, this one is, like, kind of... The one that's most billed as an ensemble show, I would say. Yeah. If that's a way to put it.
1: Like, Swindler is... Like, I'd say Swindler's the main character, but it's not really about Swindler.
2: Well, she's the main character, but also... I feel like what we're doing is we're watching her react to how everything happens around her, which includes this ensemble of crazy characters.
3: Yeah. Yeah. She's more the viewpoint character than main character, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a really good way to put it. Um, although I would argue she becomes the main character by the end.
2: Yeah. I mean, when there's
3: only like four
2: <laughs> characters left... <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's it's uh it's quite a lot of fun uh seeing all these different characters and they're so different from each other mm-hmm. even though they're all on the same side. Yeah. And like I think this one's very fun in that it showed kind of how they all relate to each other in different ways like like uh <laughs> Hoodlum loved to talk brawler up while he was alive. Yeah. Uh Doctor was basically antagonistic with everyone. Uh Cutthroat had a creepy one-sided ki- cr- cr- crush on Swindler.
1: Like you, you get a good idea of how all of these characters relate to one another. Exactly.
0: Yeah, and it's
2: kind of you get the feeling that there's a bit of a past with some of these people, maybe. Um, with just because they have to know of each other, or most of them do, but they don't actually do anything. Uh Does that make sense? Like, they talk about how, oh, Akadama never pair up and whatever.
1: I feel like what we've, what we would talk about here is we've talked about elsewhere today.
2: Yeah, because they also have very interesting aesthetics and designs and whatever, which, you know.
0: Our last category for, our last nominee for Best Ensemble Cast is Iwakakiru. And we wanted to include this one, uh, not necessarily for its main cast, who... While they are good characters, are kind of a fairly standard, like, anime club setup. We really want to shout out the show out for its side characters. Um, which are many and varied. Uh, there's an a-, a consistent animal motif running through them, which is fun, but also it did a good job of kind of characterizing how they all climb differently in very funny ways in a lot of cases.
2: I feel like It didn't just do that, but it also made them memorable. And I don't know their name, but I know, oh, it's the Jaguar Girl or whatever, you
1: know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. The Black Panther.
1: And like, I think they did a good job at um, visualizing their powers, or like their climbing ability without making it seem too unrealistic and like they're just magic at their abilities.
2: Yeah, it all gave it gave them different strengths that made sense to have as like actual strengths.
1: Yeah, like long limbs or just super strong.
0: Or just boring and kind of (laughs) does the fundamentals.
2: Or someone who memorizes a bunch of stuff so they know, oh, it's like this course which I know how to do or whatever.
1: Yeah. Or like it's unrealistic enough that they probably don't exist IRL, but realistic enough that it's not like Weird.
2: I mean, I think they're very much hyped up stereotypes. I'm sure that yeah. some people are like, oh, I have long limbs, so I can... There's some problems that aren't problems for me. And well, like,
1: I'm talking more about, like, the gorilla stuff. That's fair. Like, stuff like that.
2: <laughs> the gorilla just keeps falling.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think just the f- side characters in the show were a lot of fun, and that's yeah. why I think it deserved a nod for this category. Mm-hmm. And also they were more fleshed out than you might think. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they had rivalries with each other and with the main characters. And they had their, you know, like the, the Black Panther girl from San Caterno had kind of a, you know, crisis of confidence that she had to be talked out of by her teammates, which, you know, you don't usually expect out of like a kind of minor character who's kind of in opposition to our protagonists. Yeah. But it was cool. It kind of Brought home the fact that this isn't, like, a life and death thing. This is high school sports.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, some things can just be, hey, it's just going to be fun, and we're playing for fun. Right, Yu-Gi-Oh? No. (laughs) I'm betting my life.
2: I haven't actually seen Yu-Gi-Oh, I just know that it's normally
0: crazy. It's a children's
1: card game, so we're going to... Children's card game where we Where
0: saw blades move closer to our legs As we lose life points And these saw These are magic saw blades that send you to the shadow realm <laughs> God How <laughs> do we never notice stuff like that As small children I don't know because My, my favorite was when like When they were going to fall off a building If they lost the duel and somehow the, that was going to send them to the shadow realm Instead of killing them
1: Yeah Go ahead. I think I'd give mine to Akudama Drive just because there were so many fun characters in the cast and they were all unique from each other.
0: I am going to also give it to Akudama Drive just because I think that they're very fun. I don't know. I like them all. They're they're I, fun. they I like them all. They're fun.
3: I think
2: I'm gonna have to give this to Gymnastic Samurai, um, which ekes out Akudama Drive just a bit because. All these characters seemed to care about each other a bit, and it just made it feel like they worked well together.
0: Yeah. So, those are our choices for best ensemble. Next up is best pairing. Okay, we're going to have to delete a lot of these joke ones. (laughs) Looks like we did most of them. I'm taking off Big Bird X Chicken.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's fine, we've acknowledged it. (laughs)
0: I'm taking off Kavail X Flesh. <laughs> also, good job misspelling your name. Bozo. Dude, I can't read.
2: <laughs> I just push buttons and hope I press the right ones.
1: <laughs> Andrew's just looked at this far.
0: It's like that monkey on a typewriter thing. Yeah. <laughs> Except you're one monkey instead of a million. Yeah,
2: well, somewhere out there, there's someone who can't read who really you know, is having a hard time communicating.
0: First is
1: Nasa Tsukasa uh, I think they're just like a cute couple They they just do Couple things together And it's just nice seeing a anime where The main characters get together Early and they actually Do things like this And it's not drawn out of a Will they, won't they Because sometimes you don't want the drama
0: Yeah I'm a little tired of when the will-they-won't-they, they, so I agree with you on that front.
2: You heard it here first, John Hanks Kaguya-sama. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
0: that's pretty clearly a, they will just it'll take a while.
1: Yeah. Plus, most of the will-they-won't-they they is... When will-they.
0: Next up on the list is Hina and Yota. And we wanted to make clear that we're, we're not limiting this to necessarily romantic pairings. Because uh, we didn't actually have that much romance this season, all told. Yeah. We kind of got our fix of that from Tonikawa. But anyway. Um, this is obviously a great relationship for the impact it has on Yota. It kind of mm-hmm. turns him from kind of a listless person into a very active guy. Uh, and he doesn't even realize till the end the value that it held for Hina. Yeah. Which I think... Uh, their relationship is certainly core to The Day I Became a God. Basically, the relationship between the two of them and the show are inseparable, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Uh, next up is Leo and Ray.
2: Yeah, so this is very much like a older brother, younger sister type of thing. And mm-hmm. Ray very much inspires Leo to keep striving for what he cares about, which is ballet, but also helps him realize why he cares about it and all that. Um, meanwhile, Leo kind of gives someone for Ray to hang out with, because she didn't really have many friends before he came along and stuff. So I, th- I think it's just really sweet how they work together.
1: Uh, next, uh, Sister Swindler. I think um, they were just a really cute pair for the latter half of the show from Akudama Drive. Just Absolutely. Because, um, like, Swindler had been really into the two of them hanging out together. Or just... Protective of the brother and sister, and so for the latter half, she and sister kind of bonded over just being together and becoming sisters. Yeah, and something mentioned is that
2: Swindler helps sister kind of discover who she is and stuff. Yeah,
1: because like before then she was she kind of... She didn't
0: really have any personality beyond clinging to brother's arm. Yeah. I was happy to see her kind of develop into her own character with, uh, with input from Swindler. Yeah. Next up on the list is June and the Cat Girl, whose name we can't remember. And this is mostly for like one episode. Yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a joke, a bit not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because that episode was really good. Uh, it was after June didn't do so well at that at the mid season tournament, and she just can't bring herself to climb anymore until she's kind of snapped out of her funk by someone who doesn't even really like her. Because uh, you know the Cat Girl is certainly a rival, though relatively a relatively minor one, to the Hanamiya team. She's like, "Hey, I want you to be at least be challenging to me. So suck it up, nerd." Yeah, kinda. Not really. Yeah, kind of that. If I'm
2: gonna beat you, I'm gonna beat you at your best. Uh-huh. Type of thing. Uh, next up, we have June and Konami. Yeah, this Which, is the real one from this yeah. show. <laughs> Which they just work really well as a experienced person who's dedicated their whole lives to climbing and someone who just got into it because, hey, it looks fun.
0: Yeah. I feel like every... Every, um... Club anime. A lot of club anime has this kind of dynamic where it's one character who's, like, super serious about the activity and one that's... Not as... You know, they're still dedicated to it, but not to the same degree. And they kind of learn a little bit from each other.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like,
0: Konami takes it more seriously because of... Or learns to take it seriously because of Jun. But Jun also learns to enjoy herself because of... Um, Just because it's of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that kind of covers characters like your... Your your uh, Kumiko and Reina and... From what? From Sound Euphonium.
2: Yeah, I just really like this because I think it's not often that we see someone who takes something seriously and maybe like, you know, I was being mean to people who were just having fun because I thought they didn't really mean it.
0: Yeah, they didn't. They didn't. <laughs> it was but, an anime episode that addressed the issue of
1: gatekeeping. Yeah, yeah.
2: Which, for an anime like this, was kind of surprising. But I thought they did a good job, and this relationship yeah. was just really nice.
1: And finally, also from Iwakakaru, we have. Uh, Sayo and Nonaka, who are the two captains, or not cap like the two upperclassmen in the climbing club. Captain and, like, and vice-captain. Yeah. And it, it's just kind of nice seeing two friends being able to cheer them each other on, and how like Nono is event, is invested enough in Sayo that she's, she says, hey, if you climb here, it's just going to make things worse for you in the future. Please don't climb at this competition. Even though, like, mm-hmm. if she was there, they probably would have had a better chance of winning. Not that they didn't, but you yeah. know, spoilers.
0: Yeah, this one. Yeah, I think this is another one that kind of is here on the strength of one or two moments. Yeah, but I think that's it's not really a bad thing, those. though. Yeah, yeah, it was one of the best moments of the show, I think,
3: because
2: mm-hmm. it really also set the stage for the final showdown
0: of why they're on such a back foot. Yeah. Sorry, I was about to start singing Desperado.
2: Anyways, my vote for best pairing <laughs> is Nasa Ex Tsukasa. It's
0: yeah. just so comfy. And
1: yeah, they there with you. I'm going to be the
0: contrarian this time and pick Hina and Yota. <laughs> so those are our three, uh, those are our picks for best pairing. Uh, second of our, last of our minor categories, or not minor categories. Um, last of our categories. F- categories, is best individual character. The nominees this time are Ray, Leo, and Jotaro, sort of our main trio from uh, Gymnastics Samurai, and Swindler from Akudama Drive. So mostly main characters in this final poll,
1: and I don't think that's surprising. I think that's what most of the time is going to happen.
3: Yeah.
2: I mean, it's kind of his giving my pick, but I think Ray was really nice just because she was such a kid who had to develop. Yeah, in, I think in this, mm-hmm. and she was already in that adult phase of having to take care of you know, herself because her dad works all the time and whatever. But she was still able to like have fun with someone in this and
0: stuff. So I just enjoyed that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think that. Yeah, I think Ray was a surprisingly good character. Like. Usually I don't think like little kids in anime are very dynamic or interesting. She's one of the most interesting characters in that kind of category, I think. Like I figured she would be more a motivator for other characters. Because I feel like a lot of child characters in anime are just there to motivate adults that are around them. Yeah. Rather than being characters in their own right. Which I'm glad she wasn't. So yeah, I want to give her credit for that. I think Leo is interesting because, you know, once we learn who he is, especially, well, he's, he's, he kind of hooks you in by being this weirdo.
3: Yeah.
0: (laughs) And then once you learn more about him, he becomes a very sympathetic character. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to be honest, like when he was first, like the first couple of episodes with him, he was probably my least favorite character in this show, just because he was kind of this weirdo that hung out with them. Yeah. But as I learned more about him, I found him to be a much more relatable character, like The scene, uh, like, kind of his flashback where he, you know, is this prodigy at ballet, and so everyone's eyes are on him all the time, and he feels like he can't be himself, or he can't, he has the weight of so many people's expectations on him. Uh, And that's why he decided to run away, which I think is interesting. Mm -hmm. But eventually his time in Japan kind of makes him want to own up to why he likes doing what he's doing, and it kind of helps him grow as a person.
1: I think Jotaro's also interesting because he, um, like he's kind of the opposite of Leo, where Leo is running away from what he want, from what he's good at, where Joe is running headlined towards it, and so yeah, even as other
0: people are kind of saying, you should really be doing that,
1: yeah, and so when he and Leo are kind of like the antithesis of each other. And they both kind of learn from each other where Joe learns to appreciate the smaller things in life and actually spending time with his family. While Leo learns the importance of investing in what you're passionate about.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't think it'll be, it'll be hard to top any moment from this season more than I retire. Not. (laughs) And then
2: we have Swindler, who kind of at first is just a normal person, but then as the show goes on, she grows to be like, well, I see all these things and I care about these children, I care about what's going on and I want to change it, and so she does her best to do that. Um, and sometimes you can argue how purposeful is what she's doing, but I, I think, especially near the end, she purposefully is owning up to the fact that she's Swindler and Deceiving people a little bit.
1: Yeah.
0: So, those are our nominees for Best Character, and let's go ahead and give our awards. Uh, this time, surprisingly, I'm going to give mine to Ray. I think that... I think she deserves a lot of credit for being such a well-written character. Uh, in a show where I initially thought she would be kind of a side character, or even a, a nuisance, <laughs> uh, she surprised me a lot by being such an interesting and great character.
2: Yeah, I I agree. I'm giving it to Ray as well. She's not only a Shea Walburn character, but she's a well-written child character, which I think is hard to pull off for us to be sympathetic, but understand what she's going through and all that.
1: Yeah, I think I'm going to give it to Ray also. Wow,
0: clean sweep for Ray. Mm-hmm. Great job. Congratulations. And last up, um, are is best show. And we've automatically nominated all of the shows that reached the end of our season. So those are the Akudama Drive, The Day I Became a God, Tonikawa, Iwakakeru, Gymnastic Samurai, and I'm Standing on One Million Lives. Why are these out of order?
1: I, I don't know. I just typed them in as I remembered them.
0: Uh, so, first up in our nominees for Best Show is Akudama Drive, uh, which overall I thought was an extremely fun show. Uh not as punky as some cyberpunk, but it definitely had the punk elements in there, which I appreciate. Um And I think on rewatches I would notice more punk text in there. But it has a lot of really fun characters, a great aesthetic. Um and I, I love the ending. So I think this one is just very good all around. Uh a very good punky anime. Yeah,
2: I Go ahead. I'm curious what the what do you think the moral of the story is? Cuz th- there's they're clearly pushing some agenda here. A little bit,
1: right? Yeah. Um, A cab.
0: <laughs> well, I would say it's that cops are not out to protect you. They're out to serve the rich and powerful and they don't have your interests at heart. Like they are, they they will exploit marginalized people if it benefits them.
2: Fair.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. And the the masses do also worship rich and famous because they're rich and famous.
1: Yeah.
0: Until they get get woke. Okay. And they, I mean, until they kind of realize the truth at the end. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I feel like there's just a bit sprinkled in of just simply government doesn't care about you mm-hmm. as well in a bit. Like, the, the powers above you don't always care about
0: you. Yeah.
1: I think... I think the ultimate message is that it's up to the next generation to change things. And that's why right at the end, the kids are the ones who escape into a new world.
0: Yeah, I think so. They escape to Shikoku, which we don't know what it's like there, but hopefully it's better.
1: And like we see the um, cherry blossoms, which is usually like a...
0: a sign of transition. Yeah. Uh... Next up on our list of nominees is The Day I Became a God. Uh, This one had a great emotional core to it. Uh, I think this probably tugged at my heartstrings the most of any show this season.
1: Uh, I'm sad. (laughs) Well, I was,
0: okay? (laughs) I was sad in those episodes. And that was because this show was really interesting in that it kind of... Really, did a lot of work to make you understand these characters and their relationships before putting them through any of that, so that it really meant something when they did. Yeah, I, I think it's a very good exercise in character building, making the audience care and getting them invested. And by the audience, I mean me. Yeah, your mileage may vary, of course, as in all things.
1: Well, like what's some what's interesting about this? show is that if you look at it structurally the main plot starts in like episode eight so you spend the first seven episodes learning who these characters are
3: Mm
0: -hmm. yeah i i think you're right which i think works to the show's benefit Mm -hmm. and also those early episodes were just fun yeah like i would have been like i don't know if i would have liked the show necessarily as much if it had just been kind of Fun up until the last episode, but I still probably would have enjoyed it. Yeah. And the 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 great quality of those early episodes really, I think, contributed to the second half of the show's pathos. Mm-hmm. Because you kind of feel the weight of Yota losing so much and gaining it back in the end.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'll say I don't think I'm as big of a fan of this as y'all were. Yeah, I remember. Part of that, it's just that at the end, I felt like Yota got very whiny, and I just didn't care for it.
1: Like I think I said this last week, I don't think Yota was really acting any different than he normally did. It was just a situation where acting that way isn't necessarily the best. I know, and I. And you just don't like like that. that. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good way to put it. Like, I don't but, mind if
2: someone's being whiny, but when there's, like,
0: I don't know. It just felt, I didn't like it. Yeah. Next up on the list is The Gymnastic Samurai. Uh, some really good character writing in this show, I think. Um, I I thought that, you know, it's one of those anime that kind of gets me briefly interested in a topic that I had no interest in otherwise. Yeah. But even aside from that, like. The show could have been about anything uh, and still been great because its strength is not in it's like, oh, it's a great gymnastics anime. It's just a good story about interesting characters.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, something that we haven't mentioned is that, like, the gymnastics was animated really nicely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, its characters are really what drove it along. Mm
1: -hmm. And I think that's what most sport or the really good sports animes do. Is they focus more on the characters instead of the sport, so that way, when you it comes to the actual sports, you don't need knowledge of the sport to enjoy it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because like whenever they did gymnastics in the show, and they were the judges were saying all those words, I was like, sure, let's go with that.
2: Yeah, I like your words, Magic Man.
0: But we or, could tell by their whatever. tone. We could tell by. This show did a good job of selling us on it, even if we didn't need to know everything.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: As it should.
3: Mm.
1: And there's also just, like, a lot of general knowledge about, like, scores generally being out of 10. So, like, a 9.7 is a really good score. hmm And I like how it doesn't feel like there are any characters in this show that are just wasted, and there just to be there. Like it feels like everyone has a purpose,
2: even if it's small. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like they couldn't have made that character be a different. Like they couldn't have sloughed that character's purpose onto a character that was already
1: there. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So that is Gymnastic Samurai. Uh, next up on the list is I'm Standing on One Million Lives. Uh, I'm honestly this was the, this was the dark horse of this season, I think.
1: Yeah.
2: Um
0: to me it
3: was. Yeah,
2: that's fair.
0: Uh it's it's interesting because, you know, this one does dive into some ethics actually. Uh in an interesting way. Like, I thought that was one of the more interesting plot developments of this season. That it's an alternate world, so things you do here do matter. They have consequences. So I think that this show might actually be more interesting for what it's set up for the future than what it's already shown us. Yeah. Not that's what it's shown us isn't. It hasn't been good, of course.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah,
2: and I think this show does a good job because normally in Isekais, when they get isekai they they're just gone from their world. Mm-hmm. But this doesn't do that, which means that they have to go on this crazy adventure and then deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? They have to go back to living this normal life and being like, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> i just killed here? someone <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: you know I'm like do we care how much do you guys c- think we should handle uh
0: so yeah i think this one might be more interesting for where it goes from here than what's actually
1: yeah. done
2: i mean what it's done, i think was interesting yeah mm-hmm. um i just think that they need to step up a tiny bit because i don't know if i could watch another season without something not changing but like ramping up, so to speak. How do you mean? Um, because like I think the addition of new characters helps, but it's just right I think if we watched two more episodes of the show going as it was, it might have gotten a bit too stale.
1: Yeah, that's fair. So
2: I want them to freshen up a bit, whether it is new characters, which they're doing, um or raising the stakes or making might... the next quest be different somehow. You know, just mm-hmm. it can't be the same thing over and over until they hit 10 quests yeah at least i don't i hope it's not
1: all right
0: uh next up on our list is iwakakeru another kind of surprise to make it to the end i think yeah uh as a you know sports club (laughs) anime which is not something we typically reaches the end in our stuff (laughs) yeah but i thought this one was uh good especially for its kind of Interesting and varied side cast. It's look at a kind of a niche activity. Mm-hmm. Um, daddy Dido daddy was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, can't believe we didn't daddy. mention him.
0: He was a daddy indeed. I think he was two what... different flavors of daddy in one show. I know. He was. <laughs> I think
2: part of what sets us apart from other sports clubs animes mm-hmm. is that also it only had four main characters that we were supposed to care about.
0: Yeah. Uh
2: it's hard when there's more.
0: Glances at that whatever that baseball show we watched was. Tamayomi.
1: And the Tamahomies.
0: They all looked the same, too.
1: Yeah. No, they looked different. It's just they... not meaningfully different.
0: Right. They were all exactly the same height and had the same face.
1: Right. Just different hairstyles.
0: <laughs>
2: but not only that, but each character felt unique and brought a different skill to the table that we understood how it helped. Yeah. What they brought to the table, not just oh, this mm-hmm. person's really good at climbing. Well, yeah, so fucking what? They all are.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it felt and it felt like everyone was like their uh, growth as climbers in coincided with their growth as people as well.
2: Right, and it, it also something mentioned is that their win felt deserved. Mm-hmm. Now, do I think? they could have done a better job of it. Yes. But I think they they showed that they put the effort in to get first place.
1: Yeah, like we touched on this last week. The ending was just felt kind of rushed too.
0: Yeah. And
1: I'm but not, I thought this is yeah. Go ahead.
2: The ending felt rushed, I think the build up did not.
1: Yeah. Like it's like they got to the second to last episode and realized, "Oh, we only have one episode left when writing yeah. it." Yeah, other than that, I think the show is pretty solid.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think the ending is not the best, but the journey is worth it.
1: Yeah.
2: Would you say that the show got a pretty good uh, grip on? I don't know. I'm trying trying to make a rock climbing joke. <laughs> it didn't work.
0: Last on the list is sure Tony Kala.
1: There, Andrew. Chris, would you like to talk about Tony Kawa? Yeah. I, I really like Tony Kawa. Uh, <laughs> like, All right. Talk over. Let's vote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah, like I feel like everything good about it was said in the previous categories. Um, the characters were really nice and comfy. the, um, the designs were nice. Um, It's nice that the characters, we didn't have to deal with a bunch of, like, love triangles and stuff for them to actually get together. Their romance is a little believable. A little. Yeah. Like, it's, I feel like they're a bit further than you would expect.
2: But they're also married, so, like, it's, like, not that it's not believable, but, like, there's no reason for it not to go further so why yeah they can be at whatever stage they want as long as they're comfortable with it you know does that make sense yeah cowboy is fun
1: i like it it's a fun one it's a it's a nice comfy comedy
0: maybe that's what we need in this winter of discontent yeah you know it's
1: fall season but if you like comfy shows you should check out Yuru camp Oh yeah, we do recommendations sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I think that's all we have to talk. Yeah, so
0: we good to go ahead and give awards? Yeah. For best show? My be, My pick for best show of the season, I'm going to give it to the day i became a god i was very you know i thought i thought this show was going to be really good but i was pleasantly surprised by how much i really really loved it um <clears throat> like i was invested in this one from start to finish i don't know it's it came the closest to bringing tears to my eyes for anything this season i i just really i i think it's a very nice emotionally resonant show
1: hi i think andrew and i are are waiting for the other to go first (laughs) go
2: ahead Chris I'm still thinking yeah
1: I'm still thinking too yeah
2: Yeah, no I agree with with Chris like these shows most of them um are good (laughs)
1: like they're (laughs) all good in different ways that it's hard to just pick one
2: yeah and there wasn't one that was like heads above the others yeah I think I'm gonna have to go with Akudama Drive nice Um, just because it's such a, it's so different than the rest, Mm -hmm. but it's not just here because it was different. It's here because it was good and different. And I think that makes me have to put it above the rest.
1: I think I'm going to give mine to Gymnastic Samurai. Okay. Just because it's, it was just really good at telling its story and doing it well. It's a very, very good show, just kind of all around.
0: <clears throat> so, uh, three different shows this time for best season. In the past, we've been unanimous, and past we've had one outlier. I don't think this is, we've ever had all three pick a different show before. Did we not for last season? I know all I remember is that I picked decadence last season. Anyway, yeah. never mind. <laughs> uh, this has this has been a fun season, I think. Uh, it's been a bit different, you know. We don't normally have six that make it all the way to the end. Congratulations to all those that did. They're all definitely worth the watch. They are in my endorsement. Uh, a few other things to make a note of. Hey, we just hit 1,000 plays. Yeah. Thank you guys Yay. so much for listening. Uh, we really appreciate your support. We've been at this for a year, and we're really enjoying it. So, I don't... So. Here's to a great 2021 on this show.
2: No, we hate it and we hate ourselves. Please keep please keep listening to keep us stuck in this hell. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> or keep us or keep torturing us <laughs> with the show. However you want Listen, however whatever will keep you listening, we'll
1: say it. Yeah, if you if you if you get us to two thousand listens, we'll we'll keep doing it even though we hate it. Yay! <laughs>
0: if you get us to two thousand listens, we'll watch uh
2: the first Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: that actually
1: would be pretty good, though. Yeah. If we get, I really don't want to do it. If we get to three thousand, we'll watch the Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Yeah. <sighs> Can
0: we skip two thousand straight to three thousand?
1: No, I mean, we'll hit two thousand on the way to three thousand.
2: Anyways, Sean, what's coming up?
0: <laughs> so, uh. You can expect us to be picking out our shows for next season in our new in this first episode of the Winter 21 season uh, on January 6th. Then, uh, look out for our OVA on Kinamatsuri on January 8th. Lots of activity the first week of the year.
1: Also, coincidentally, January 8th will be one year since we put out the first episode of the podcast.
0: Hey! Wonderful.
2: Oh yeah, because this was a leap year, so yeah. days don't change. Yeah.
0: So that's our one anniversary special, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. One anniversary, I say. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So look forward to those two episodes. Uh, For any more updates, you can follow us on our Twitter, uh, at WapperCast. Uh, We'll be posting a poll there because we're each going to pick a show and then you guys get to vote on the rest of our slate for the season. Yeah. Uh, So look forward to that in the coming week. Uh, This has been a wonderful year and I really appreciate all of you. This has been your weekly anime performance review. I've been John,
1: your back-from-the-dead CEO of Weebs. I've been Chris, your still-alive chief executive of otaku.
2: And I've been Angie, your
3: CEO, if I don't want bronchitis.
1: <laughs> Beat boop ravioli,
0: here's to a year.